As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, welcome to the show. Quick microdose episode today in the middle of your week or as you're coming into the weekend, a microdose of candor. There's something to be said about the ability to speak openly, honestly, truthfully. All the great leaders, if you want to be a leader that stands out, you need to create a culture. You need to have the courage to be able to speak truth to power, as my good friend Mike Etor wrote in his book, Trust-Based Leadership. It is something that I learned in the Marine Corps, something I took through my professional aviation career and still apply to this day. It's the reason why aviation is so safe, by the way, is this ability to be, candor, be candid in the cockpit. You may have heard me say on previous episodes that when I'm giving a brief or when I'm flying with somebody I've never flown with before, I always end my briefs when we're talking and we're talking about getting ready to push back from the gate and we talk about the risks and any other questions, I always tell everybody in that cockpit, particularly if they've never flown with me before, that, hey, no matter what happens, no matter what you think about me, whether you like me or not, it's not your right to challenge me, it's your obligation. That statement right there, that ability to speak candidly, is what really has made aviation, particularly U.S. aviation, such a safe endeavor since the mid-70s and beyond. And it's something that you can apply in your everyday life, right? The ability to have people challenge you without this fear of reprisal or recrimination or punishment is the key, I think, to having a successful organization, creating that culture. So that's what I want to talk about here today and revisit a conversation I had a couple of years ago with Harvard professor Amy Edmondson. We talk about this specifically, so I want to play a little snippet of that, and so maybe you can revisit that and revisit that episode from two years ago. But before we dive into that, I want to talk about my sponsor, MetPro. I'm so happy that they've been a sponsor of the show over the past two months, and for the past two and a half months, I've been a user of MetPro. Look, I'm 53 years old. It's harder for me to lose weight. I used to be fairly active when I was in the Marine Corps. As I got older, of course, my metabolism is slowing down. I don't eat as well as I should, particularly when I'm flying on the road. It's very difficult to eat well. I needed help, and I was so glad that I came across MetPro, and MetPro brings a whole new way of thinking about how we can achieve our health and fitness. I've counted calories. I've had special, unique apps. It just never really worked. I've tried all the fad diets, but using metabolic profiling, which is what MetPro is all about, an advanced methodology which was created by transformation specialist Angelo Poli, who has been on the show. You can listen to his episode, too, where I interviewed him about this. MetPro's team is ch challenging this whole generalized health guidance by teaching us 
how to hack our metabolism to manage our weight and to achieve the performance goals. And what's so great about that, they've got concierge coaching, which is what's what I have. It's an evaluation-based approach that has allowed Poli and his team and to transform thousands of lives, including my own. I've been on it for two and a half months. I'm down 12 pounds, guys, and I'm eating food that I like. And I've got a coach that's helping me along the way. When I go on the road, I can call him and say, hey, literally, I'm in Incheon, Korea. Can you help me find a restaurant that where I can get something healthy? Help me here because it's difficult. I'm on the road. And he does it. He'll look up restaurants around me and he'll come up with a menu plan for me. It's so awesome. MetPro recently launched a new tool that allows you to experience the same science and tailored strategy that all the experts use. I'm using it. They also have MetPro Basic, which I have the concierge surges, but you gotta you can try them out. Start out with MetPro Basic, a lighter touch experience for those who are looking to harness the transforming power of the MetPro algorithm. Look, it isn't food logging or it's not a workout app. MetPro Basic allows you to start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to best. Look, if you're interested in this, if you're learning, want to learn more about MetPro, go to metpro.co slash dose. That's metpro.co slash dose. And you, as a follower of this show, get a free metabolic assessment and consultation with their team. This is a great opportunity to speak with their team to learn how they can help you reach your goals. You know, it works for me. And it's either weight loss, fat loss, building muscle, whatever the case may be, you name it, MetPro is going to help you achieve it. Go to metpro.co slash dose to learn more. All right, let's talk about this speaking truth to power. And there's a great book out there, Mike Etor. He's been on my show recently. He's a former Marine, good friend of mine been on the show. He's got a book called Trust-Based Leadership. He has a chapter in there that speaks to it. If, I highly encourage you to get this book, by the way. But it's all about, he talks about in that, in that chapter, and it reminded me of some of the things I'm going through this week with a couple of my clients, that some of the best leaders out there, and if you study them, you look at organizations, they create cultures where everybody within the organization are willing to speak what Mike Etor calls it, truth to power, or what I call being brutally honest. Even when this isn't popular, and if it may actually pose a degree of risk to you delivering the message. And a lot of you might think that the Marine Corps, if you haven't been in it, that with its known for its discipline, its kind of no-nonsense approach, you know, that speaking truth to power or being candid or having this culture of candor wouldn't be possible. But that's the exact opposite. In fact, that's what the Marine Corps thrives on. And it's a huge, <clears throat> excuse me, huge reason why they're so successful because Marines at every level are encouraged to speak out to leaders who are willing to listen. That's the key. Are you willing to listen? It's a fundamental aspect to the success of the Marine Corps, and it should be and it can be a critical act or part of your organization and your personal life. You see, in the Marine Corps, we were taught that creating a culture where Marines, especially those of a lesser rank or experience, are willing to speak candidly, openly, honestly. General uh, Kelly, who was uh, retired from the Marine Corps, when he was speaking to this, and I'm quoting from Mike Etor's book, but I've, I've heard Kelly, or I've seen this quote from Kelly before, but I'm quoting General Kelly here, and he says, I quote, The one thing I was always told is you absolutely have to tell truth to power, whether you're a second lieutenant working with a captain and a lieutenant colonel or a four-star general working with the office secretary of defense and the White House, the decision makers have got to have ground truth. And boy, we have seen some failures of that over the past year or so with our senior leaders, particularly in the uh, military, the Marine Corps, and the Afghanistan withdrawal. You listen to my show, you know what I feel about that. I think there were some people that weren't speaking some truth to power. Of course, a lot of times when we look at organizations and we're afraid to speak up because we may be afraid that we're going to be viewed as challenging authority. But remember what I said when I'm briefing in my cockpit, it's not your right to challenge, it's not your 
right to challenge me. It's your obligation, an obligation. And that's the mindset that we have to have. You have to be courageous. You have to be willing to speak up. And if you're receiving it, you have to be willing and open to that sort of challenge. Look, no organization is perfect. The Marine Corps isn't perfect. And there's certainly leaders who do discourage dissent. We've all worked for those leaders. We've all seen them. But I'm telling you, if those are the type of organizations, and you've seen it, that adopt that kind of, everything has to pass through me first, you don't challenge my authority, well, at best, you're mediocre. In an aircraft, um, it can lead, and it has led, to uh, disaster and death. And so that's why it's so important. So remember, the very best leaders are those that create cultures in which people can speak truth to power. You have to have the courage to be candid. You have to be willing to speak up. And that's why I like to look at business as life and death. I don't care what the business is. And I always think if people looked at businesses more as life and death, we got lives on the line here, and we really literally do, then we are obligated to make sure that we don't let it crash into the ground. Just like when I'm in the plane, I don't care who I'm flying with, I'm not going to let the person next to me land with their gear up, run out of gas, or slam into the mountain. I'm just not going to do it. And we need to have that mentality in our organizations, in our families, in our lives, have the ability to speak truth to power. Now, I want to play a clip where I had a guest. This was almost two years ago, April of 2020. I had Amy Edmondson on the show. Fantastic guest. I love this episode. It's episode 403. 403. I recorded it in April 13th or released it April 13th of 2020. And she came on the show to talk specifically about her book, The Fearless Organization, which is about creating psychological safety in the workplace for learning, innovation, and growth. Now, don't get scared away by that term psychological safety. Amy Evanson totally gets everything we're talking about here, about the power of speaking candidly. Uh, I love this conversation, and I'm going to play you about a 2 minute and 45 second clip where we talk about what I had up to this point until I had talked with Amy, what I always called brutal honesty. Uh, even when I was coaching clients or myself, I was telling them, we got to be brutally honest. And I learned something by talking to Amy that day. She says, oh, I don't know if I like that word, brutal. So I'll let, we'll pick it up from there. So what, where we're picking up this conversation is where I had just said what I just told you. I like this term, brutal honesty. And I asked her, I said, do you think that's too harsh? I mean, am I, being, am I not being empathetic enough with my term, brutal honesty? And here's her reply. Not at all. Let, let me, uh, you know, I'll push back on the word brutal or brutally honest, okay. because I think we psychologically, we, we shy away from brutality naturally, yeah. um, or at least we hope naturally. Uh, and, and yet you're absolutely right. We, it, it's gotta be just candid and out there. I wonder if it helps to say, you know, uh, uh, compassionately, candid right i mean or 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 um, i know you're saying yeah you know caring candor because it's in some ways if we could all get it through our heads that being candid is a form of caring you know when i sugarcoat it for you i am not showing you respect that's right i'm saying i don't think you can take it i don't think you can take the truth and by the way i'm also in, implicitly saying i'm pretty sure my take is right and and in fact, I, I've got to tell you what I think and what I see, but I also have to recognize that I may be missing something. Right. And the only way for me to learn and for you to learn is for both of us to be 
respectfully candid, right? It, uh, to be respectful enough of each other's, uh, you know, skills and and background and and desire to do the right thing, that we're willing to say what we really think and get help in filling in the gaps. Yeah, I like the res- respectfully candid is, is much better than brutally honest because you're right. The word br- brutal does denote, you know, I'm walking in, you know, almost like Patton with my chrome yeah. helmet and you know, crop riding pants. And, yep. You know, but you're right. It's like it's having this kind of look. I want you to it's like I want my wife to tell me if I got food in my teeth or I got bad breath before I walk out the door. It's hard of for course. her. To, it's hard for her to tell me I have bad breath. And it's hard. But it's easier for her than for a stranger. Right. And so then you think, well, wait a minute, why is that? And it's in part because there's an assumption, we hope, a deep one, that we're in it for the long haul. Right. So, you know, even if we have a a sort of the temporary, you know, assault of, oh, I didn't I didn't want to hear that. Uh, But but we we can we can deal with it because we know that it comes from a place of commitment to our mutual growth, right? And our mutual, yeah. you know, preservation out there in the world where other people might um, react badly to our bad breath. So, <laughs> right. you know, we know, we're, we, in other words, we know that the intentions are good, even if the actual words can feel hurtful or undesired. What do you think? I love that clip. I love Amy Emmonson. She is just absolutely fantastic. And that's just a, a sample of the hour-long conversation I had with her a couple of years ago. It's worth a visit if you want to, you know, deep dive or go deeper in what we're talking about here, about the power of running a candid organization or how she puts it, a fearless organization, right? We've got lives at stake here. Stop playing small. Let's get out of these drama triangles and let's just be honest with each other because we're all coming, assuming that it's coming from a good place as she ends that clip there. Right. If it's coming from a place of of love, then we can't go wrong. And just like the example I gave, you know, if if you're not going to let your spouse walk out the door with a wardrobe malfunction, with the zipper open, or if they've got bad breath, or they've got, you know, food in their teeth or something, as uncomfortable as it is to tell somebody that, you're doing it out of love. And that's what we need to look at when we want to have this difficult, or we need to have this difficult conversation. It's coming from a place of abundance, of love. It's not coming from a place of making someone look feel small. It's because we help them. We care about them. We care about the organization. We don't want it to run out of gas, crash into the mountain. It's not your right to challenge. It's your obligation. It's all about being candid. I love what she said there. Um, uh, respectfully candid. And, and that's what I use now instead of being brutally honest. Respectfully candid. And if we sugarcoat it. Like she said, that was my big takeaway. I love that. If we sugarcoat it, boy, we're really doing a disservice. We're basically telling them you can't handle the truth that, you know, I know better and it's okay. You can't handle the truth. Well, there's certainly been no shortage of that over the past couple of years, right? All right. I just wanted to keep this short. I hope this micro dose episode helps you, but I just want to give you a little snippet so you can, your short drive to work or your quick little exercise, something you can take away as you go into your work day, or you go into your weekend, let's be a little more candid. Let's be respectfully candid out there. It's not your right to challenge. It's your obligation. Hey, thanks so much for tuning into the show. I hope you got some value out of this episode. If you did, please do me a huge favor. Tell somebody about this show. 
tell your spouse, tell your kids, tell your coworkers. Let them know about the value that Dose of Leadership brings to your world. Go to doseofleadership.com. You can learn more about my services. If you're looking for somebody to speak, teach, or coach about leadership, I'm your guy. I'm known for my ability to transform individuals and organizations, teaching them the concept of creating a culture of decentralized leadership. I do think that is the secret sauce to facing all the challenges that we face today. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. I look forward to the next time we work together. And until the meantime, make it a great one.